WRUF Gainesville, W251CG Gainesville, from the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Mike Lester is the founder of Talon Wealth. I can't believe how much attention Talon's advertising has been receiving. All I said was, I wouldn't sell my mother an annuity, and nobody should sell you an annuity either. So here's the thing. I was a very successful annuity salesperson back in the day. But I evolved as a financial advisor, as a fiduciary. I just don't know how, as a fiduciary, you can promote products that pay you a commission before your clients make a dime. So all of you out there pushing and selling annuities to your clients, explain to them who's paying for your radio advertisements, who's producing your radio show. After you answer those questions, then explain to me why I wouldn't sell my mother an annuity. That's all there is to it. Mike, you pay for all of our advertising. I produce our radio stuff and I work for Talon Wealth. That's right, Christian. We don't have to sell annuities to provide income to people in retirement. More at guardingyournestegg.com. Advisory services through Talon Private Wealth and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. Florida License D056341. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. They gave me a new mouth. <laughs> I'm stunned at how much more confidence that I have now because I have a real mouth that, um, that I don't have to cover my dentist for the past 30 years, I feel like he got to a place where I wasn't sure what to do with me here. The biggest deal was they gave me an overall plan. This is where we're headed. This is what we're going to do and then work through that plan. It is a place where you can come, enjoy your time here, have pretty dramatic work done, pain-free, and then be very pleased with the results. And you leave with friends. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome to a Thursday edition of Sports Scene ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. We have an abbreviated show today uh, till 1 o'clock uh, as we're going to cover, uh, bring you Rays baseball today against the Colorado Rockies. Uh, we will have a guest right at the top of the show, I hope, Tom Hart from the SEC Network. Hopefully he's going to join us here, talk a little SEC football. Trevor Sycama, Gator grad, working for Pro Football Focus. We'll talk a little National Football League. Uh, overnight, uh, I got a lot of emails about Swamp Kings, uh, and we will talk more uh, about that. I think it's fascinating. I, I really think it's a fascinating subject uh, when you look at it. By the way, uh, three Gators... Sky Blakely, Kayla DiCello, Leanne Wong are competing this weekend in the U.S. Gymnastics Championships. So I want to wish them um, good luck uh, as they compete uh, Friday uh, and Sunday. Very good. And uh, Gator Soccer today uh, is playing Miami in Game 3 for them. So we hope that... That will do well also. So uh, there you go. Uh, Steven says, like to know what you thought about Cam Newton's comments about Swamp Kings. If you didn't see it, he says he's never gotten a championship ring. Uh, and he said they kind of dissed Chris Leak, and I agree. I agree. I, I, I think Chris Leak is one of the most undervalued and underrated players Florida's ever had he was terrific and I think he has been short-sold if you will uh, in terms of the pantheon of past Gator quarterbacks but we'll delve more into that uh, and get your comments about Swamp Kings but I want to bring in Tom Hart from the SEC Network who's been kind enough to join us today as the college football season is just around the corner Tom enjoy your summer how are you no, my summer's fantastic. Thanks for having me. You bet, and I appreciate you doing How'd it. How have you been? 
okay, uh, it was a good summer, and uh, but you know how it goes. It it goes from nothing to everything so fast, and uh, it's, it that, disappears. <laughs> it sure does. Um, you know, a lot's been made, Tom. First of all, of, of the change. I guess it still is changing with the ACC maybe doing what it's doing. You, you, if if you give allow yourself a chance to sit back and think about all the changes in college football the last you know four or five years, pretty amazing, isn't it? It's sad. It's, it's that sad too. because what has set college football apart, um, college football, the the ringleader of all college sports, is the um, the passion, the pageantry, the the history, and you're taking these history books and you're just ripping them up and and. You know, Oregon, Oregon State, maybe not going to be played again. The um, rivalry with Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, Bedlam, maybe not going to be played again. I, as a fan, just from a fan's perspective, I'm a Missouri grad. I grew up in Columbia, Missouri, and grew up around the Missouri-Kansas rivalry. And when Mizzou left for the SEC, Bill Self said, forget it, we're done. And it took 10 years for it to come back. Um so yeah, I, I just I think it's unfortunate. I I am all for um, doing away with the charade that college sports are truly amateur sports. Yeah, it's, it's professional, and we need to understand that, and in many ways embrace it, but not at the expense of what has made it appealing to fans for the last century, and that is the pomp, circumstance, the pageantry. And uh, the nostalgia of it, you know, it's when you go back to campus um, after not having been there for 20 years or you go back to campus and you go back every year, it's nostalgia of what was happening when you were a student or when you went to your first game at the Swamp or whatever it might be. And you kind of flush nostalgia down the drain if you're facing a school for the third time instead of for the 93rd time. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little SEC, Tom. Uh, it's fascinating to me uh, about Alabama in terms of their quarterback situation. We know they struggled offensively last year. Uh, a lot of people like LSU in the West. Where do you sit here? Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's a toss-up. I mean, LSU went for two on their first possession of overtime last year against Alabama to to win the game, and uh, that is the margin at which those two programs, at least for that day, and I think still to this day, have been separated. Um, LSU certainly has advantages. The quarterback position, from what we know of Alabama right now, they have advantages probably on the defensive line, from what we know right now. Um, but but anything can change, and, and it's such a thin margin um, between winning and losing when you're at that level um, and, and which team is – better which team has any sort of advantage so i don't i'm so bad by the way steve at predicting like i'm a <laughs> terrible predictor <laughs> um it, it kind, of, kind of see where the drama is going to come from oh, which yeah. i think is great um but it's hard to see at this point you know who's better who can come out on top um there's no doubt that lsu wasn't down for long i mean they win a national championship they flush the co- they have a terrible COVID year they flush the coach, um, and they're right back at it, um, which I guess would come as no surprise. That's that's the blueprint when you go hi- hire a national championship coach versus kind of what – think about what LSU has gotten out of their hire versus what Texas A&M hasn't gotten. Yeah. And I think that's, that's where it's fascinating. Um, I have an email here uh, from John, and he says, uh, please tell Tom I'm a big fan of the broadcast. His question is – uh, how do you get your assignments and know what you're going to do as the season goes along? Good question. Yeah, great question, John. Um, well, it's a little bit easier for us and our crew now uh, versus what it used to be. There used to be, before we got into the primetime slot, um, used to be a lot of questions, a lot of jockeying, a lot of pleading. <laughs> hey, I would love, love it if we could get this game. But boy, that game looks great. You know, what are the odds? Um now we're in a position where, generally speaking, once that schedule comes out and we have a 7.30 game on the SEC Network, we know that's going to be ours. Um, there's a lot of different things that, goes, that, that go into that from a conference and television standpoint. Uh, a lot of it 
I'm not even aware of, and nor nor should I be. But um, yeah, we're we're hopeful that even next year, when all of those rights come in house, and um, CBS is no longer a broadcast partner, and, and with Texas and Oklahoma coming along, that that will kind of raise everybody um, in, in all those time slots and get even better games where we can find it. Uh, a lot of talk about Georgia, you know, replacing Stetson Bennett, but they're loaded again. Uh, they're trying for a three-peat, which hasn't been done since Minnesota pre-World War II. Uh, do you take the field here, Tom, or do you like Georgia's chances? Well, I think you'd be silly not to take the field just because of the unpredictability of of college football. That does not mean, though, that um, Georgia isn't the best team. It's just a question of odds. So I think what what Kirby has built and uh, to be able to accomplish back-to-back national championships, and maybe there's maybe there's a comp to what um, you saw in Swamp Kings. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but to win back-to-back national championships and have a chip on your shoulder, yeah. I mean, that's almost – you know, that, that's really hard to do, but Kirby has found a way to do it. Yeah, it is hard to do. Tom, Tom Hart, our guest here, uh, talking college football, SEC football from the SEC Network. Tom, uh, I have a theory, and I want to see if you share it. If you're a team like where Florida is right now, you're sort of bunched up, you know, South Carolina, Kentucky, Florida, you know, maybe A&M, teams like that. Once you get down with facilities being what they are and all of that, I think it's harder to get back to the top. Do you agree with that? Well, yeah. I mean, by definition, you've allowed others to catch up. You know, you've allowed others to close the gap. So, of course, it's hard. It's just, it's such a sport of momentum. Um, and it's, it's trying to seize the momentum. Steve is trying to uh, hold on to that momentum. It's yeah. not easy. Yeah, no question. Uh, last two things for you. Um, is there a sleeper team in the league that maybe isn't getting a lot of love that you like? Um, I like South Carolina. I like the quarterback position. I like the fact that they seemingly simplified their offense. Um, and I like Mississippi State. I know there's a lot of change there. But once again, like you, you start with the quarterback. Um, they've got a great record-setting quarterback, and they've got a guy that I think will be just as comfortable in the new offense as he was in the old. Last question for you. Um, take a look at the national picture here. Um, a lot of people think it's going to be the same suspects in the championship game, but I want to look yeah. ahead, Tom, because of the what seems to be the demise of the Pac-12. They're going to have to re-look at the playoff in terms of next year. Where do you see that going, if you have an idea of it at all? Yeah, if, I, I think we're going to see a situation where they, they take one of the automatic qualifiers away from a conference champion. I just don't think they want to be in a position where you have a, a conference champion that's not deserving. And once you blow up the Pac-12, um, essentially you'd be looking at you know maybe, depending on what happens, maybe a Mountain West champion, essentially what we think of and looks like and smells like a Mountain West champion now being getting an automatic berth. I'm all for the little guy, but I think one spot is perfect. And I think once, if you add to that or try to, you just, you're just asking for trouble and you're going to water down those opening rounds, which have the chance to be some of the most compelling playoff football we've seen in some time. Well, you can see Tom on that primetime game he told you about all throughout the college football season here. Tom, look forward to seeing you here in Gainesville. I hope for one of those games. I always appreciate your time. Thank you for doing it. Anytime. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you, Tom. Thank you. Tom Hart, good dude uh, from the SEC Network. 1214 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Shillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. From the College of Journalism and Communications, ESPN, 98.1 FM, and 850 AM, WRUF. Hey, it's Steve Russell for Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. It's Key Lime Shake Season. Try one right now. And try the Herb Chicken Burger, the house-made veggie burger, and my favorite, a Florida-raised beef original Big Dick with hot fries. Open seven days a week. Worthwhile, wholesome, fast food. Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. Does your knee pain keep getting worse? How about that pain in your shoulder or hip or back? Don't let them tell you steroids and surgery are your only options. Take my advice now and call QC Kinetics. Hey, it's Steve Russell. 
QC Kinetics can make that pain go away with all-natural advanced regenerative medicine. They're helping people here every day with these amazing natural treatments that restore and repair damaged joint tissue. It's like turning back the clock. Regenerative medicine uses concentrated healing agents from your own body to stimulate that damaged tissue in your joints so they can work like they're supposed to, and there's zero downtime. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in this exciting medical breakthrough. Patients here are getting real lasting relief and are saying no to surgery and drugs. If you have pain due to injury or arthritis, this is a remarkable option you need to check out. And the consultation is free. Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550. 352-400-4550. QC Kinetics. Nothing's better than taking to Florida's waterways with family and friends. But some boat operators don't realize that bow riding is extremely dangerous. It can lead to tragic accidents if someone falls overboard because of speed or direction changes. Be sure your passengers sit only in manufacturer-designated areas while underway. Their safety is your responsibility. Safe boating is no accident. To learn more, visit the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission at myfwc.com. College football is back. That's right, college football back, and so are the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use the code PATRICK. That's code PATRICK only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In partnership with Hollywood Casino and Charlestown Races, all games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Jurisdiction, see DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash MA terms. Coming up at four, it's the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. This is Gators head men's basketball coach Todd Golden, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Todd Golden just hired a new assistant basketball coach, by the way, uh, to complete his uh, on-court staff. Came from Washington State, uh, and uh, he was also director of basketball operations at University of San Francisco. 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com if you would like to get on the abbreviated program today. Tomorrow, uh, Billy Napier will have a press conference, probably the last one he'll have before the Gators head to Utah. Uh, We'll have that for you at about 1145, and then we'll head into a uh, Friday edition of Sports Scene. So uh, we hope that you'll be tuning in for that. Uh, Let's get some emails here. Jonesy, I know you're old enough to remember the combination of Billy Kilmer and Sonny Jurgensen. Do you think that'll ever be another quarterback combo similar to those two where they seem to be interchangeable, no talent gap? Or the number one quarterback making so much money, you'd never be able to afford two quarterbacks with that caliber. Uh, What do you think? Now, today, you might get that for a year, Jonesy, but I don't think you'll get that. If you're a really good number two, uh, you're probably going to go leave as a free agent and somebody will sign you, is what I would say. Uh, Henry says, I'm not happy with the way many treat Urban. I think they believe he feigned his illness. He could leave here for Ohio State. Knowing something about mental illness, I feel quite sure when he left, he had some serious issues. When LSU opened up, it was fortuitous, and he felt he'd recovered. Many Gator fans believe he'd fake the illness knowing LSU would open up. Uh, That's BS in my judgment. We should appreciate what he did here. Uh, I mentioned uh, Stephen's email about Cam Newton's comments. Uh, Let's see here. William, I don't don't understand people, including Newton, talking about disrespect for Leak. The coaching staff said very clearly they were a quarterback away 
for being able to run the spread system effectively. I don't disagree with that. That's all. It's like people are inviting pretend slights. That 016 was not running an offense, especially late in the year. They wanted to. That's not the point. That's not the point, though, William. Okay? Go back and look what Chris Lee threw for when he was here. Obviously, he threw a beautiful football and threw for a lot of yards. But he wasn't going to be good in that system. He knew it. They knew it. But guess what? He is a national championship quarterback. And I think people forget that. that. That's my point. Tim Tebow did not quarterback a lot that year. Chris Leak did. Now, was Tebow ready? No. But, but he says nobody ever said Leak can't play or even close to it. I didn't say that either. I, I'm going to say it again so it's plain, okay? I think Chris Leak is underappreciated here and undervalued here as, you know, if you started rating all-time Gator quarterbacks here, I don't know where he would be rated. But ain't too many quarterbacks here won a national championship. He did. So that's all uh, I'm trying to say. Uh, let's see here. B.B.? Early prediction, years in our Gators end up in the top 20, around 18. It's, it's so weird. Um, the consensus has been from, you know, three or four wins to eight or nine wins. He's a Saints guy. Looks like the Saints are set a number of players after the preseason first game. Dual practice with the Chargers. Um, some are saying that the Saints might win the division. Uh, any thoughts on the Steelers? They're probably regarded as the worst team in a loaded division. And he said he heard an interview with uh, John Brantley talking about how they travel out of state to play tough competition. This year they go to Cincinnati and they travel to Key West. He said that kind of program spells money. Sure it does. Sure it does. And I've known John for more years than I care to tell you uh, and that he does believe in playing great competition. Uh, he said, what kind of budget do they have? I have no idea. Uh, how's his son doing? I don't know. I have not talked to John Brantley Jr. in a long time. Um, he said, I hate how things turned out for him. He was a good quality kid. Yeah, and, and now if you're going to talk about a square peg and a round hole, yeah, that, that certainly was the case. Uh, okay, we, we still have time for your calls here, an abbreviated show today until 1 o'clock, and then we're going to carry Rays baseball. They came back to win last I, I tuned They were down 5-3 in the eighth last night, and I thought, huh, and they came back to win 6-5. So uh, that's pretty good. Uh, okay, 3928255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. And we're going to talk to Trevor Sycamore here at the uh, bottom of the hour, talk a little National Football League with you, uh, and then – We'll take your questions, calls, and comments to end the show, and we'll do this again tomorrow. Look forward to that. All right, let's get some calls on the Clear Sound Audiology phone line. Chris is first. Hi, Chris. Hey, Steve. Um, I'm seeing a lot of uh, – I've been getting messages from friends, and I'm seeing a lot of headlines like uh, saying that this documentary is basically just like uh, super praising of Urban and um, – you know, the Barstool Sports headline was really disrespectful to Urban. And then I heard on SEC radio yesterday on, on Sirius, uh, they were just going on and on about how this was not what they expected. And clearly Urban had final edits. Major Wright was quoted as saying that Urban had final edits on this. Oh, Chris, your phone has final edit, too. Um, calls back, please. Uh, James is on. Hi, James. Hope you're doing well. Doing well. Um, just just got a chance to check out Swamp Kings last night. I, I was pretty impressed with it. I, I you know remember living through it, and it's kind of cool to see uh, what was going on from the players' perspective. I'm curious. Have you heard anything from the current staff about how they feel about our current players uh, watching this? Is it 
is it motivating to them? Or, or you know, do they look at that and say, oh, my God, this is what it takes? Or, or is it one of those things that the staff just doesn't really, really acknowledge? I don't know that Billy Napier does, but I know Brandon Spikes does, and he's helping the staff. So right. I would imagine uh, he is imparting his wisdom, having lived through that, having gone through that, uh, and I would imagine he has encouraged players to watch that. Yeah, I sure hope so. It definitely, uh, definitely shows the almost militaristic work ethic that it takes. So, all right, Steve, thanks. Go yep, Gators. Thank you. Couldn't do that now, though. I, I, a lot of things that they did, in my view, you couldn't get away with now. And I've said that. It was a different era here. You, you don't do Bloody Tuesday anymore. You don't do some of the stuff, you know, that they did and that Urban said they did when they shouldn't have been doing it. You just don't do it. So I don't believe you need to be as crazy in some respects as those guys were in doing what they're doing. I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying I don't think you have to go, you know, bat crazy to get to get good. Daryl says, who's your sleeper team in the SEC other than Florida? Uh, you know, a lot – I guess you have to ask yourself definition of a sleeper, right? For example, I could make a case for Tennessee, and you're going to say, well, Tennessee's ranked. Okay, but a sleeper in the sense of – if they can beat Florida in the swamp for the first time in 100 years, and if Milton is the real deal at quarterback, they're still pretty good. But if you're going to ask me for a sleeper in the you know, sleeper sense, I'd say Kentucky. If they got a pretty good quarterback there. They had a pretty good quarterback last year, but their offensive line was horrific. It's better, and they have their offensive coordinator back who left for the NFL for a year. It makes a difference sometimes who that person is, and he's back. So, Daryl, it is Kentucky. 1227, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Trevor Sikama, pro football focus, will talk a little NFL with us, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Anchored in the soul of Gator Nation and coming to you live from the second story of the CJC on the campus of the University of Florida. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. The purchase of a vehicle, whether a new one or a used vehicle, is important. A lot of money is involved. You want to make the right choice. And you want to give yourself the best possible options you have to make that purchase. If you want a new vehicle, that's great but you can't go to Southeast Car Agency for it. The reason? They don't have any. And they haven't had any for over 40 years. The Cousins family has made sure, however, they are the place. They are the destination for you to get the best vehicle you can get that is of the variety of being the best in late model, low mileage vehicles. It's that simple. You can check them out online, secars.com, see what vehicles are there, all the pertinent information is there for you. And you go see them in person, Northeast 39th Avenue. You can test drive them. Ask the sales staff for help if you need it. They will help you make a very good purchase because their selection is wide and they understand how important this purchase is for you. When you go see them in person, make sure and tell them Sports Scene sent you to the good people at Southeast Car Agency. What's holding you back from learning the language you've always wanted to know? Too hard. Takes too long. Not with Babbel. Babbel's lessons take just 15 minutes a day. 15 minutes isn't long. Nope. And they're fun. Fun isn't hard. Right. Babbel's interactive lessons, podcasts, games, and more make it fun and engaging. So you don't realize you're learning a language, but you are. And Babbel's lessons are built around real life. You can choose from topics like travel, business, relationships, and more. You'll learn what matters most to you. 
Plus, Babbel's lessons are designed to get you speaking right away. In three weeks, you're able to start having conversations. Just three weeks? Even better. Since Babbel's lessons are designed by language experts and voiced by real native speakers, you'll get the accents just right and be able to carry on conversations with confidence. Learning a language with Babbel doesn't take long. And with Babbel, it isn't hard. It's, it's perfect. perfect. And now, try Babbel free at Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com. Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean. Of course I use Mr. Clean Magic Eraser to clean tough messes off my stovetop and bathtub. But then I discovered I can also use it to easily clean my patio furniture and even my shoes. I'm hooked. And when wipes won't cut it, I use Magic Eraser Sheets. They're thin and flexible erasers, perfect for everyday messes, like gunk on my counters and sinks. They really are magical. The reviews are in. Mr. Clean Magic Eraser and Sheets make cleaning look easy. Did you know that over 90% of male enhancement pills are virtually the same thing that's repackaged, redone over and over again? Why settle for the same old product when you can get something completely different? Something that takes male enhancement into the 21st century. Something that really works. Men, you need to try Noxatril, the all-natural male enhancement formula that will unlock your performance in the bedroom to a level you could only dream of. Try to imagine Viagra on steroids. Noxatril is so powerful, that's why it took years for it to finally become available to the public without a prescription. So call now and take advantage of our special Noxatril free bottle offer today. Oh yeah, we recommend that you use the Noxatril dose as directed. Think of your partner. We certainly don't want you to overperform in the bedroom. Find out how to get a free bottle of Noxatril. Call 800-301-6924, 800-301-6924. Free bottles for limited time, so call now, 800-301-6924, 800-301-6924. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. This afternoon, sunny skies, temperatures should get into the lower 90s. Heat indices a little bit cooler than they were yesterday. It'll feel like the upper 90s and lower 100s. We've got a slight chance for a passing thunderstorm later on into the evening. However, most spots again should stay dry. Lows tomorrow morning in the lower 70s. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. Blue 42! Blue 42! Hut! Hut! The Gators, the Utes, kickoff is seven days away. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. For the second time in 100 years of football at the University of Florida, the Gators celebrate as national champions. The home of the Florida Gators. This is Kevin Cash of the Tampa Bay Rays, and you're listening to Gainesville's only home for Rays baseball, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. talk a little national football league don't forget today uh, only until one o'clock we have Rays baseball live for you as they take on the colorado rockies my bud trevor sikama gator grad does great work covering the nfl for pro football focus now joining us here trevor i gotta ask you um this whole jonathan taylor thing if i'm sick of it i know a lot of other people are but is I guess this is this just a situation where there's just nothing the Colts can do but just let him walk? Yeah, it's a really tough situation for Indianapolis, especially because they're sort of, I don't even want to say digging their heels in, but they're going off of what the current running back market is. And even at the very top, what Jonathan Taylor is looking for, that's not that much compared to what people would argue a good running back does for the offense. And so... You know, with them saying, hey, you can go seek a trade, they know what they're doing. They're probably going to put a first-round tag on him like we have heard the reports. But any team trading for Jonathan Taylor, they're not just trading a draft pick for him. You then have to sign him to a contract that he is going to be happy with. So not only are you giving up draft capital for a running back in a second contract, you're giving up then monetary capital as well in terms of the salary cap. So 
it's just a really strange situation because I think everybody would tell you what a great running back does for your team. But the market right now, because of the supply and demand of the NFL, it just doesn't pay out that way when it comes to these guys getting these big contracts. And so here we are back and forth with another running back conversation in Jonathan Taylor. All right, let me ask you this, Trevor, see how this works. Um, let's assume for the moment that Taylor and his agent can't find a trading partner. So he's stuck. Does he play for the Colts? You know, I think the best example for this, because it, right off the bat, my thought is no. Mine I would too. think that Indianapolis, they're not going to contend for a playoff spot, we don't think, or at least a deep playoff spot, I should say. They could surprise as a solid roster. But you know, you're starting Anthony Richardson and a rookie quarterback. It's hard to imagine that you're really going to compete for a playoff spot in the AFC. So there's not these solidified playoff aspirations for this team. Why would Jonathan Taylor play? Well, the only real example that I have to go on for something like this is what Le'Veon Bell did with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And Le'Veon Bell, when he left Pittsburgh, there's a lot of reasons why things kind of didn't work for him after that, but his career was never the same. He, he was never that running back that had as much notoriety and as much power when it came to negotiations as it was when he was with the Steelers. And so you know, I think that that might be why we saw Saquon Barkley kind of stop his hold out and say, hey, I'm going to go out there on the field and I'm going to prove it. I think everybody would say, hey, that's risky, especially the position that you're playing. I think a lot of people look at Bell's situation as one of the best running backs of his time. And I think even Le'Veon Bell came out recently and he said, hey, you know what? I probably didn't handle that the way that I should have. And it's spooking some of these running back camps that are now in similar situations, um, just in greater number than we saw before. So my initial thought was that he wouldn't play, but who knows at this point, given that Le'Veon Bell situation and even what Saquon did about a couple of weeks ago. You know, it's fascinating to me, Trevor. I'm, I'm not a big draft guy per se, but I like – I'm a history guy. And I like looking back and saying, okay, this guy was drafted the number three pick in the 2021 draft is Trey Lance. And now Trey Lance is the number three quarterback in San Francisco. Is, is this a bust pick? Does he stay with them? Where do you see this going? Man, it's, it's hard not to label it a bust pick, especially knowing everything San Francisco gave up to go get him and the fact that they chose Trey Lance over both Mac Jones and Justin Fields. Now, those guys still have things to prove. It's not like they've lit the world on fire and it was a major miss on one of those players. But even when you look at their examples and the fact that they are still starting caliber players, they're still presenting their teams with winning opportunities and winning ability, Trey Lance absolutely isn't. And it was a really tough trade and I think a tough draft pick to understand at the time because of the lack of football that Lance has played. He didn't play a ton in high school. He did not play a ton at, at, at North Dakota State. And obviously he hasn't gotten a lot of reps here in the NFL. So this is a guy that, man, I think that he has thrown less than seven, or I, I think the number is 800. He's thrown less than 800 total in-game passes through high school, college, and now in the NFL. Tom Brady almost threw 800 passes last year at age 45. <laughs> so it's just crazy to think how little in-game experience this guy's had. And that, you know, people who are still fans of Lance's game would tell you, he's got to get reps, he's got to get reps, he's got to get reps. But I can't help but think, if the San Francisco 49ers looked at Mr. Irrelevant Brock Purdy and the fact that he was coming off of a UCL injury and unwavering said he is our starter no matter what, that to me tells me that Trey Lance also isn't proving things in practice. He's not proving things that, that he should be in that competition, let alone be named the starter. So it, it's hard to find a happy ending right now with San Francisco. I think ultimately it ends with him getting dealt and him being on another team at some point. Trevor Sikama joining us here, Pro Football Focus, talking a little National Football League. I think you knew, Trevor, I was going to ask you, based on your previous stint in Tampa, about this whole Mayfield-Trask thing. And I know I'm, I'm a bit biased here, and I guess I understand why you go with a veteran guy. But let me give you the flip side. If you invested 
the first pick of the second round on a guy, you're not going to give him a chance, especially in, a, in, in when you're not going to really be a factor. Tell me what your thought process is with Tampa's decision. Yeah, so I, I, I think the point that you make about where and how he was drafted is a valid one because on draft night or on draft weekend, I should say, when they selected Trask where they did, I was shocked. I couldn't believe it because at the time, remember, Tom Brady's still on the team. And I thought to myself the exact same thing that you are right now. If you're picking this guy at the top of the second round, you are basically declaring that he's the heir apparent to Tom Brady, right. that, that he is absolutely without question going to be the guy because of the, the what you invested in him. So it does seem odd from that perspective, and that's also why nothing against what I thought Kyle Trask could be, but at the time I didn't like the pick because I didn't think that that reality was actually going to manifest, and therefore I felt like it was going to kind of be a wasted premium pick for them because of exactly what has played out. I wasn't convinced that they were going to believe in Trask no matter what to give him this chance. Now on the flip side of things, I – Totally understand why it's Baker Mayfield, given the, the, I'll say, the DNA of the front office and the decision makers right now. You know, who Baker Mayfield is with all, all this confidence and wearing his emotions on his sleeve and this gunslinger type of mentality, this you know, tough as nails kind of a dude who do a little bit of trash talking for you. He's a vocal leader. Like, that is to a T what I think both Jason Light and Bruce Arians, who may not be the head coach anymore but still has an influence on the roster, it's what those guys gravitate towards. And so I think that they were very excited when they had the opportunity to get Mayfield. That was the reports that I heard from everybody when I was talking to them back when this happened. And it made me feel like, again, Steve, this Kyle Trask pick didn't make sense for them when they drafted him. And it has nothing to do with Trask. It was more of the situation. I think we're going to look back on it and say, man, I probably should have went with somebody else at that point. Last thing. You know I'm a Jets guy. And obviously getting Aaron Rodgers gives Jets fans hope. But I've been through too much. I remember when Brett Favre was there, and they just lost a receiver. I I understand the hype here. The Jets' defense, when healthy, is really good. But that's a tough division. Where do you see the Jets in the NFL hierarchy? I think they should be a wild-card team, at least. You know, I I don't know exactly how the division's going to shake out for, okay, are they going to be at the top of that division or not? It's, it's one of, if not the toughest divisions in football with those teams set up the way that it is. The thing that holds me back from really thinking that the Jets should be the favorite to win that division is that offensive line. And, Steve, you know this. Anybody out there listening knows this. Your offense only goes as far as your offensive line does. Yep. You've got to be able to fly. I mean, we saw that last year with the Buccaneers and Tom Brady. Brady would not hold on to the ball because the offensive line, he knew he was going to get killed behind it. And if he did what he needed to do to allow the routes to develop, he was going to get hit, and he didn't want to get hit. I wonder how much Aaron Rodgers wants to get hit, knowing that uh, he's a little bit up there in age as well. So they got to figure out those tackle spots. I I know that Dwayne Brown got activated from the, uh, the PUP list, so that's good. I think that they were penciling him into one of those offensive tackle spots. And then at this point, you're really hoping that Mekhi Becton becomes that starter in either that left tackle spot or seems like they've been playing him at right tackle. So if they can nail that down, I think they've got a good interior offensive line. they still got a good receiving core, even with Corey Davis retiring. We know that their uh, running back room can get it done. And then I agree with you totally. I think this is going to be one of the best defenses in the NFL when it comes to at least pressure on the opposing quarterback's pocket. So it's all still there for them. I'd lean that this is a wild card team right now. But if they fix that offensive line, then we could be talking about the division. Until then, though, I'm going to be a little bit skeptical. Quick last question. Were you surprised AR named the starter? No, I wasn't. Because as long as you believe that he has the confidence in himself to where when he fails, because all rookie quarterbacks fail, that he will then take those struggles as lessons, as foundation, as building blocks, then you get to the point where you say, reps are what's most important if you know that you're not going to kill this kid's confidence when he gets out there and he struggles then i would tell you that is the right time to play a young quarterback that timeline's different from everybody but as long as they're okay with ar in that aspect i think yeah let them loose let them start week one great stuff i always ask trevor where can people see your work 
Pro Football Focus, PFF.com. Uh, we got a lot of great content out there, whether it's written content, video content, audio content. We're getting everybody ready for uh, the regular season, as well as if you got some fantasy drafts that you're still doing, we got a lot of great fantasy tools as well. So check it out at PFF.com. We appreciate you. I appreciate you. And I'm sure as the season rolls along here, the long NFL season, we will have you back several times. So thanks for the time, big guy. Thanks, Steve. Anytime. You got it. Trevor Sikama. One of our Gator grads who's done terrific work, does a really good job. 1245 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. This is our final segment today. We're going to have Rays baseball for you against the Rockies coming up at 1 ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. From the heart of campus and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Hey, Bill, is that a new car? Nah, it's my same ride. I just got the dings taken out and repainted. I got it done at Mako and Gainesville. Wow, looks sharp. I thought it was a new car. Honestly, I was shocked at how good it looks. I'd recommend Mako of Gainesville to anyone. Give your car a brand new look. Take it to Mako in Gainesville. Excellent service and a fast turnaround on quality warrantied work with 0% financing available. Visit MAACOGainesville.com or call 352-371-4251. Mako of Gainesville on Main Street. Hey, it's Steve Russell talking about the delicious food at Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. It's key lime shake season. If you've never had their hand-spun artisan dairy shake, you're missing out. Try the herb chicken burger, the house-made veggie burger, and my favorite, Florida-raised beef, the original Big Dick with hot fries. Walk up, drive through, or order ahead at DickMondell's.com. Open seven days a week at Southwest 4th Avenue and 5th Street. Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries, worthwhile, wholesome, fast food. Visit online at DickMondell's.com. Okay, okay, now move your feet. Love the way you're moving when you're grooving on a beat. Yeah. It's back to school season, and Famous Footwear is the place for great savings. For a limited time, save up to an additional $30 when you get new shoes for the entire family from all your favorite brands like Adidas, New Balance, Vans, and more. Hurry, this great deal won't last long, so shop online or bring the whole family to a famous footwear near you and let our team of sizing experts help every kid find the perfect fit. Some exclusions apply. Build your drink? Quick, the quicker picker-upper. Bounty picks up spills quicker. And each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less than the leading ordinary brand. So, you can get back to your night. Bounty, the quicker picker-upper. The Gators begin regular season play on the road against Utah next week. But right now, the Netflix series Untold Swamp Kings has taken Gator Nation by storm. At Florida Gator football, there's no second place trophies. With the latest analysis and discussion. Another Florida Gator has been arrested. It's win or lose praise or embarrassment. Keep it locked here for Sports Scene with Steve Russell and the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley on your home for Gators football. This team had a chance to be so special and we were so close to doing it. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM. WRUF. No radio access? Don't worry. We have you covered. Listen to Gators play-by-play anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. This is EJ Jarvis, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell, right here on ESPN 98, 1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. All right, our final segment. You can call us on the Clear Sound Audiology phone line, 392-8255, email srussell at wruf.com. Mark says, surprise more Gator fans aren't concerned about Cam Carroll's season-ending injury he recently suffered. Our running back room is just one sprained ankle away from being down to only two scholarship running backs. Billy really wanted to take two running backs last recruiting cycle, but missed what America Heritage's Mark Fletcher signed with Miami. Your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think the youngster Webb has shown some flashes, I'm told, uh, you know, during camp. Um, and I understand that, but you can't think that way, Mark, especially as a coach. 
you got to play with who you have and do your plan the way you're going to do it. I think, you know, the way they rotate those two backs, it keeps them fresh. Uh, and yeah, now, granted, I'm with you. If somebody sprains an ankle or, you know, something worse, that's not good because you, your depth is really going to be tested. But uh, I think they're going to be okay. Lee says there's a ton of people in the media panning the Swamp Kings as an Urban Meyer love fest. I think what's happened is they were expecting a documentary on 85 Miami, just not what it was around here. I would quibble with that. You had a mix of off-field problems, some Aaron Hernandez drama, but you also had a mix of amazing athletes and guys who were doing the, going to class and doing it the right way too. I think a ton of praise needs to go around for that era of Florida football. And the national media seems disappointed this is a Gator love fest and not a hatchet job. This was a collection of some of the best athletes ever put on a football field over a three- or four-year period. Urban deserves a lot of credit for that. What amazes me, and I think what's happened here is, remember, ladies and gentlemen, I sit here every day. I take your calls. I take your emails. And when it came time before this documentary to put Urban Meyer in uh, the Florida Hall of Fame, in the Ring of Honor, I, if you listen then, you know how many people were hating on him, hating on him for how he left the program and shambles, you know, blah, blah, blah. Now, all of a sudden, he's great. He's a great selection of uh, great talent. It was always that. It was always that. But now, your gator colors are coming through when you see it. And look, as somebody who covered that as somebody who went through that I don't think there was enough if you're going to talk about what went on there there was nothing about the end of urban right how it happened because most of the structure was on 06 to 09 and I get it but it, it's it's just amazing to me how people who were hating on urban Meyer all of a sudden, well, he deserves a lot of credit for this. Well, he's always deserved a lot of credit for this. Let's get to some calls. Dick and St. Pete, hello. Hey, Steve, how you doing? Great show. Uh, Shorten as it is. Hey, I have a question. You know, there's been a lot of talk going into college football this year about Graham Mertz, and he's not the guy and stuff like that. Could you tell me why so many people were enamored with Tennessee? They lost their Jalen Hyatt, Jalen Hyatt, uh, Cedric Tillman, they lost um, – Hinton Hooker was playing probably a Heisman Trophy level before he got hurt. They lost their biggest playmakers, and they had a bunch of old guys last year. Why is everybody so high on Tennessee? All Joe Milton's done is not be able to start in college football. Let me ask this. Graham Mertz started, right? Okay. So why is there such question about him? Because he didn't, you know, he threw he threw a lot of interceptions. His, his touchdown to interception ratio wasn't all that good, and so that's why people are questioning him. Well, well we're not people, ranked in the top twenty-five. We're not ranked anything. Well, I, I'm getting to that. So people now, first of all, if you follow recruiting and you follow the portal, Tennessee's done a good job of replenishing those positions, and you also have a coach in Heupel who is one of the best offensive minds and offensive coaches in football. And the thought process is that and, – and go back to the game Milton played in the bowl game. It's pretty good, right? So if he's like that, yeah. if he's like that and the other talent steps up, I see why people would think Tennessee's a top 25 team. I see that. All right. Well, I'm just, I'm just wondering why they're getting so much love. And I'm thinking, you know, you almost have an Anthony Richardson-type story going into the season at the biggest position on the football team. And to me, Joe Milton hasn't shown it. You know, even Graham Mertz, as you know, you can say as lackluster as he's been, he's been in the rigors of starting in the Big Ten for three straight years. Mm -hmm. I mean, Joe Milton can't even say that. Correct. So, I mean, I don't know. Okay. What, let, let me ask you a question. Before last year, Dick, what was Hendon Hooker's claim to fame? Well, he hadn't played. Like, he was pretty decent at Virginia Tech. 
pretty decent. He was decent. Pretty decent. Your own words. No, he, pretty decent. Yeah, I mean, no, he didn't have that kind of year like last year. Okay, right. so that my right. point is, you get in the right system, you get with the right deal, you can be pretty good. All right, well, okay. we'll see. All right, thank okay. you, Nick. Let's get to Byron here. Hi, Byron. Hey, Steve, man. You know, like everybody's saying, it's what who you love. If, if you don't really love the Gators, you're probably not going to like that thing. But, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying it because the reminiscing, and I'm getting to be one of those old Gators, so – Steve, and what I, you know, I heard you talking about Chris Leak, man, and you know I love Tim Tebow. You know, Chris, people might not remember, he started up four years, and he have a lot of records, man. So a lot of us do remember and, and give him credit, you know, as, as all do quarterbacks in that time. But Steve, we, we love that team. And Lawrence Wright, one of my favorites, if you ain't a Gator, you Gator bait. And, Steve, real, real quick, I want to talk to you about the NFL stuff. Um, you know, you're talking about Richardson just now. Steve, I was dead on by – I don't know what they're doing with Taylor. I was wondering – I'm glad because I'm a Jaguar fan, and I don't really want to root for Richardson up there because I love my Jags. But it just don't make sense, and he's starting. So, you know, I hope he does well. But, see, one of the questions I want to ask you real quick, and this, I don't know if you have my answer, but you got him and Will Levitt. Is he starting? But I think No, Houston, he's not starting. You, even though he's not. But even with Justin Fields and the, and the guy Bryce, but maybe Carolina, I'm trying to remember them all. But if you can go down them real quick, not to stay on it much time, who do you think going to have the best season and why? Because I don't think uh, Jonathan Taylor missing going to help Richardson. Thank you, Steven. Go Gators. All right, Byron, thank you. I'm going to reserve that to the start of the season. Who's healthy, who's actually named a starting quarterback, et cetera. Uh, one thing I will say about Tennessee when it comes to a comparison with Florida, okay, the first team offense selected by the coaches. Florida has exactly zero members on it. You know how many Tennessee has? Zero. First team defense. Florida has exactly zero people on it. You know how many people Tennessee has on it? Zero. Second team offense. Florida has zero people on it. Tennessee has one, Brew McCoy, Tennessee, wide receiver. Second team defense, Florida has zero people on it. Tennessee has zero people on it. So if you want to make that comparison, what's the difference, right? Florida has nobody, and Tennessee has one person. So, okay, if you want to go that way. Third team offense, Florida has Trevor Etienne on the team. Tennessee has their center, Cooper Mays, on the team. And I think that's it. Yuman Mielin is a third team on defense. Jason Marshall is a third team on defense. Tennessee doesn't have anybody. So if you want to make a comparison that way, Florida has more people on the coaches' all-SEC teams than Tennessee does. And Tennessee's ranked and Florida isn't. So, I get it. I mean, you know, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Part of its schedule as well. Is Tennessee's schedule as tough as Florida's? I would say it's not. So, that's what makes the, the talking time, we're almost over. And that's good. Andrew says, have you ever left, ever flown for a game and left the same day? Yes. Have you ever over, overpaid for tickets to see a must-see game? No. Um, so there you go. I have not, I, but I have left the same day. I've actually, I flew on a private plane once, uh, to go to a game. So that was kind of cool. Uh, but no, I, I've never, I've been very fortunate in going to numerous championship games where, you know, where I worked paid for that. So I didn't have to. And, uh, I've never taken that for granted. It was an honor uh, to be able to do that. It was really kind of cool. All right, tomorrow, remember, we'll start our day with Billy Napier's probably last press conference until uh, going to Utah. That'll be at 11.45, and then sports team will come your way after that for a Friday edition of the program. But right now, we're going to bring you live coverage of Tampa Bay Rays baseball. They take on the Colorado 
Rockies. Thanks to Zach for producing the broadcast today. We thank you for listening. Enjoy the rest of your day. I'm Steve Russell. Enjoy Rays Baseball on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. W251CG Gainesville from the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios. ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, 